Hey guys, if you already don't know by now, I'm on LinkedIn. And if you'd like to connect with me, just send in a request. Thank you so much to those who've been sharing my posts and tagging others. I appreciate you all so much. Now, let's get started with the show. I've seen scenarios where people have gone out and gotten vehicles under the company and the other partner didn't know or taken loans against the company. It can get really messy. And especially if you are under a corporation versus a joint venture agreement, you're responsible. You're responsible for all debt. You're now tuned into Tender Love and Cash, the place where ambitious men and women turn to for business strategies that not only skyrocket their profits, but also position them to serve the masses and make money doing what they love. I'm Amber Anthony, profit booster, efficiency driver, strategy specialist, and lover of all things analytical. And I'm going to help demystify difficult topics and concepts, crunch the numbers, and use real data to craft a strategic approach that supports business owners with a solid framework to operate a well-planned cash-generating machine. I can't promise to tell you what you want to hear, but I'll guarantee you'll get the guidance you need to hear to launch, grow, and build the business of your dreams with confidence. Let's dive in. On today's episode, we are going to talk about business partnerships. And I have a great deal of personal experience in this area. And I have also seen so many incidents with my clients uh, running all the way to worst case scenario. So not only are we going to talk about the organization of partnerships from a legal standpoint and also from a capital investment standpoint, but we are going to dive very deep into the weeds, into every scenario I can think of so I can put it on your radar. Anytime that you enter into a partnership or a joint venture, and we'll go into those differences later. You must have an operating agreement. 100% of the businesses that I have worked with do not have operating agreements. It makes sense because when you were first in business, you're just kind of winging it. Oftentimes you incorporate through LegalZoom and an operating agreement does come in your corporate binder, but it is very vague very bland. It is not unique to your operations. Yes, it does define what the percentages are. It does define what the capital investments are, but that's where it stops. And for those of you who have actually operated businesses over a period of time, you must know that there are so many other things that can and will come up in this relationship. A business partnership is no different than a marriage. And I want you to think of this business as your child. So while you have that visual, imagine things going sour in the business partnership and then imagine worst case scenario fighting over the 
the child, custody of the child, visitation of the child. And that doesn't even include the big fight about money. So let's dive in. When you get into a business partnership, it's usually for a few reasons. Either you are the talent and you need money or You are the visionary and you need an operator or vice versa. Why would anybody get into a partnership unless they have a need? So when you start to have this conversation, the first thing you're going to decide is who's bringing what to the table. And there are things that come to the table that far exceed dollar amounts, such as skill set, goodwill, and intellectual property. All of that must be defined. When you are creating your operating agreement, think of it like this. Anything that both parties are bringing to the table, it needs to be clearly defined and you're placing it in a box. But the question is, do you want that box to be a corporation where the two of you say, for instance, are 50-50 or 51-49? Or do you want to keep your own separate entities where one individual owns what they're bringing to the joint venture and what the other individual owns separately and what they're bringing into the joint venture? That is actually my recommendation. So main recommendation, structure your relationship as a joint venture. Because when that fateful day comes where you may or may not want to do business with each other anymore, that joint venture represents somewhat of a sandbox, if you will, that you were playing in. And when it's over, you can take your ball and go home. But if you are in fact under an operating agreement, within an LLC, it is quite different. So after we've had the detailed conversation of what both parties are bringing to the table, then there has to be an even greater conversation about the roles and responsibilities of each party. Some people are managing members. Some people are just silent partners. And all of that needs to clearly be defined. In addition to what the compensation expectations are, what the repayment of any capital investments are, and how any type of profit distributions or losses are to be handled. The other thing that is super important is you must have meetings often, at least annually, and you must keep corporate minutes. This will 100% not only protect the organization, but protect all parties within the organization. It is best practices. You also need to define member voting power. You have to have the conversations as to what happens if you have to take on another partner. What does that look like? What happens if a partner no longer wants to contribute in the same way? Say, for instance, seven, eight, nine years down the road, they no longer want to hold the role of COO working in the organization every day. What does that look like? Can they bow out? Can they be replaced? How is that additional expense being handled? How is it going to be fair to the other partner should the dynamics change? Another topic that can get very tricky is what happens if one of the partners becomes incapacitated or passes away. Obviously, their shares are going to be what? Exactly. You need to define that. The other thing that needs to be clearly defined is the business running at an optimal and efficient level. What does that look like and what are those margins? 
The reason I say that is because when a business starts to become successful, it is pretty typical to start hiring a lot of people. And oftentimes you get a little more wasteful when you have more money. Who's making those hiring decisions? You know, is it necessary to hire so-and-so at $100,000 a year? Are we voting on this? Are we voting on the salary? I've seen so many times individuals hire family members and friends at exorbitant salaries that don't actually add value to the organization. So let me give you that example. Let's say, for instance, you have friends and family members on payroll at half a million dollars a year. But again, they're not contributing to the organization. In other words, the business can run without them. Is that fair? Because if those salaries didn't exist, if those pretend figureheads weren't on payroll, well, that $500,000 could be reallocated to other things or be the profit distribution at the end of the year. $250,000 to one partner, $250,000 to the other partner. But if you don't have these things clearly defined, it can really end up biting you. And so back to what the organization looks like running optimally, right? Because at the end of the day, we all want to know that if the organization was running lean and mean, what would the profit be? But in another scenario, let's say one member of the organization decides to buy a building and it's double the need of the organization, but it's going to personally benefit that other party. Now, all of a sudden, your company or your joint venture is paying rent that is far higher than what would be needed to operate. Again, to benefit the other party personally. So whereas the two of you could have rented a building, let's say for $10,000 a month, and it would have completely met the needs of the business. Now you're paying $20,000 a month for a building that is personally owned by the other party, right? All of those things need to be written down in the very beginning to the T. And it's difficult to forecast what the types of things could happen, especially if this is your first business. Oftentimes in the beginning, you're so excited, you've romanticized it, and you're not possibly thinking about worst case scenario. Listen, I don't want to rain on anybody's parade or be the bearer of bad news, but in life, there are peaks and valleys and good times don't last forever. So you have to have a contingency plan. It is the responsible thing to do for the business, for you, and for your partner. You also have to be very cognizant of how many bank accounts are being opened, how many lines of credit, how many loans. I've seen scenarios where people have gone out and gotten vehicles under the company and the other partner didn't know or taken loans against the company. It can get really messy. And especially if you are under a corporation versus a joint venture agreement, you're responsible. You're responsible for all debt. Hey, you, if you're enjoying what you're listening to so far, why not rate and review the show? I promise it takes less than a minute. I'm so grateful for all of you. Thank you so much again for tuning in and let's get back to the show.
So all of this, again, has to be defined in the operating agreement because when you go to the bank, when you go to financial institutions, they ask for the operating agreement and they can clearly see who has authority to do what. Now, whether or not you have an attorney draft this for you, take the time to draft it yourself first. The attorneys will put on the fancy language, but an attorney can't tell you how to operate your business. They don't know the nuances. They don't know your risk tolerance. And at the end of the day, they don't know how you operate and how your partner operates. I hope that the two of you know each other well enough to be able to sit down and have these open and honest and detailed conversations, literally on a yellow notepad, flushing out any and every scenario. Because again, in good times or in bad, things change. And when circumstances change and there's no plan, of course, it's going to be reactionary. And depending on how big of a change, it can get emotional. So that's why you want to make sure you have a framework to go back to when things were simple, when things weren't complex, when there weren't layers upon layers upon layers upon layers. Because before you know it, you wake up and 10 years have passed. And there are so many layers, you don't even know where to start. And the last thing you want to do is to be fighting over and through these layers when things have fallen apart, when trust has been broken. So let's talk about what happens when that fateful day comes. What happens when one party decides that they don't like how the business is operating? You know, they're tired of paying these exorbitant salaries to friends and family members, and they want to run this business lean and mean. So they go to their partner and they say, hey, let's rework the organizational chart. Let's rework the roles and responsibilities. Let's get this business running optimally. And let's say the other partner is like, no, we're not doing that. What do you do? Throw yourself on the ground and kick your feet? What do you do? (laughs) Hire an attorney? Sure, maybe. Do you know how much lawsuits cost? Do you know how long they take? Then the question is, depending on how nasty it gets and how salty everybody is, does business go on as usual? Or back to my reference of looking at the organization as if it's your child, all of a sudden, is one party holding things hostage over the other? Are you now holding the domain hostage? Are you holding the intellectual property hostage so the business can't operate? Are you closing out bank accounts? Are you shutting off access to say Shopify or whatever your POS or CRM is? I've seen it all. What do you do then? Again, scream, throw yourself on the ground. It's very frustrating. So all in while you're trying to seek, let's say justice, for example, the whole business could shut down. And what can you do? Absolutely nothing until a legal resolution comes. And again, how long will that take? So now your money flow is stopped. So now the organization isn't operating. Is it worth it? Or could you have just gone on for the next few years while one partner was wasting money or overspending money? These are all things that you have to calculate. Again, I mean, it's a relationship, just like in a divorce, you know, with the jokes where rent and mortgages are too high. So marriages aren't breaking up because now we're roommates. It's kind of similar, but if you have an operating agreement 
at least you have a framework to go back to. But if you haven't divined any of these items, it's up for grabs. My main advice to you is obviously doing the work and having the hard conversations on the front end. But as the business continues to go, regardless of your skill set, regardless of your contributions to the organization, let's just say you are the face, you're the marketing genius, you don't really bother yourself with the operations, the accounting, the corporate governance. Stop right there. You absolutely must. If your organization doesn't have a perpetual data room, what do I mean by perpetual data room? Every single contract, legal document that the organization has and has signed and has entered into, you need to have a copy of it down to your merchant agreement, your payroll company agreement. You must have all of your tax returns in your hands as well. Obviously, all of your Secretary of State, Articles of Incorporation, Operating Agreement, Custom Operating Agreement, you must have everything in your personal possession. Because at the end of the day, you have a legal and fiduciary responsibility to this organization. Now, it's up to you who the owner is of the domain names, of the trademarks, of the copyrights, of the intellectual property. That's a separate conversation, of course. But every single piece of paper that governs the organization or the joint venture, you need to have a copy of. Keep a binder because all of those things are going to be 100% relevant. And remember, it's not what you know, it's not what's been happening, it's what you can prove. And when business partnerships get sticky, when business partnerships fall apart, you don't want to be the one scrambling for evidence. You want to have it on hand. So start with the best practices immediately, again, Create a bulletproof operating agreement that's somewhat like a revocable trust, if you will. And every meeting, whether it's quarterly, whether it's annual, which again is mandatory for corporate governance, you can edit it. You can talk about what was, why we're changing it, take a vote. All of that is done within the bylaws. Don't let business as usual Create an environment where you're too busy to make sure that you're taking care of the back end, that you're being incredibly responsible and organized, again, with all of the documents that we call corporate governance. It's so important to prioritize, and it's so important that you are in the know of these things, that you have copies of these things in your hand, and that you understand them. In my experience, I have not seen a partnership breakup go well. There are no winners. And when everything comes to a complete halt, when the money starts to get funny, when the fight starts to ensue, I've also seen it take a toll on individuals' emotional and physical health. Business is incredibly personal. Entrepreneurship is so difficult. You give your heart and soul to the organization, to the vision. And when it comes to an end and you're having to go through the fight of your life, it can be devastating. So please, 
Take my advice and educate yourself on operating agreements. Understand the difference between partnerships and joint ventures. Ask tons and tons of questions and get every single answer possible on paper. No scenario is too small. Cover absolutely everything you can think of. And then of course, continue the process of ongoing check-in over the years. It will keep your organization healthy. It will bring transparency and accountability to the partnership. Good luck. 